I was talking with someone today and I said, you know, I feel like that I've been in the same ballpark for the last, probably for the last month on Wednesdays, just uh, God encouraging us uh, that we don't give up, that we don't surrender, that we keep, uh, you know, moving forward, that we just, uh, we don't look back, we just keep looking ahead, we keep uh, believing that God's going to come through. There's one thing about it, because we don't know our time here, and we don't know the time before the Lord will be here. So until he comes back, I have no choice but to trust him. There's no option there if, if I want to make it. I've got to trust him. I've got to believe that, that he is a faithful creator. I remember reading, you know, as I was first came to the church and I was trying to read through the Bible in two days because I, I felt like I needed to catch up. I didn't, like I didn't know anything. Everybody else knew everything. I didn't know anything. But I just remember coming across that scripture and, uh, and it, it, it just stuck with me where it says, we commit the keeping of our soul unto him as unto a faithful creator. I, I gave myself to him believing that he will take care of me. He's going to make sure I'm going to be all right. I don't ever charge God foolishly by saying, well, you said I would never have any problems or you said I would never get in any trouble or you, they would never anything happen in, bad in my life because that's not the case. The scripture has forewarned us that in this world you will have tribulation, but it comes with the promise of be a good cheer because I've overcome the world. Jesus, let us know I won't leave you or forsake you. I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. So I... Uh, I know that there's going to be, uh, you know, an end to this world, but sometimes it feels like it's the end of our world. You ever felt, you ever been there? Things just come crashing in and you feel like this is just the end. How am I going to take it? But the Lord said, I'll be with you. Man, let me tell you, and if it were to destroy it all, God said, I can build the waste places. I'm able to build again those things that have been destroyed, those things that have been laid waste. So, so what I'm trying to say is that if you stick with him, you can't lose. You're going to make it. If you stick with the Lord, you know, hey, here's the thing. He's with us whether we stick with him or not. He's always there. But you reap the benefits when you make the decision to stick with him. And so I want to stick with the Lord tonight. And, and I want to encourage you to do that. You know, now, for a long time, I, I used to say, well, I'm a newcomer to an old-time way. I, I didn't come into this thing to try to change things or do anything. I, what's in this book is what saved me and what gave me what I got. And I always felt like the new kid on the block for a long time. But I'm not the new kid on the block anymore. I've been around. I've been here for a while and I've seen some things and been through some things and uh, I still don't like when people call me elder uh, or bishop. I ain't got there yet. But, uh, but you know, but I, but I have been around for a little bit and I have seen some things. I've watched what God can do and I've seen what the people of God can do when they stick with Him. Now, friend, I've, I've seen God do some great things but I've seen God's people do some amazing things because they stuck with Him. And so uh, we need to stay with Jesus. Amen. Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Joshua 6, 1 through 5. 
Here's a man that stuck with the Lord because he had to wander around in the desert for 40 years waiting on a promise that he could already had. But because a lot of people would not believe, God said, well, we're going to let you wander while some things drop off. If you don't know what I'm talking about, when God was bringing Israel to the promised land, Moses sent spies into the land. And uh, when they came back, Joshua and Caleb said, let's go on. Let's go. Let's, let's hit it. Let's, it's, it's there. We got it. It's ours. But the rest of the spies that came, they uh, said, oh, no, this land will destroy us. It will devour us. They'll eat us alive. We're, we're as grasshoppers in their sight. We, we can't do this. And so because of that, God let Israel wander for 40 years while everyone who did not believe, if you were from like 20 years old and up, unless you were Joshua or Caleb or Moses, <laughs> you know, you were going to die. You would never enter into that promised land. And so, uh, you know, sometimes there's a lesson to be learned there. Sometimes there's some things that's got to drop off before you can go in the promise. There's some things that they just don't have the stamina, the, uh, the ability to handle the promise. And there's some things that's got to go before you can enter in. But if you stick with God, the promise will come true. And Joshua and Caleb both found out that 40 years later, God still had the promise. I, I know you think, oh, I don't want to wait 40 years for that, Pastor. Well, uh, I don't either. But as long as I'm with the Lord, I'm right where I need to be. Joshua chapter 6 says now, oh, well, it, let me just, to this point, Joshua has now brought Israel over Jordan. And they are in, they are in the land of promise. And they are now coming to Jericho. And it says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. This city had barred the gate, so to speak, because they had heard that Israel was coming and they knew that God was taking out anybody that was in Israel's path. So nobody went out and nobody came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, You need to see this. See what I'm doing. I have given into your hand Jericho, and I've given you the king and the mighty men of valor, and you shall compass the city, all you men of war, and go around the city once, and you'll do this for six days. Seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram horns, and on the seventh day you will go around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. So tonight we're going to talk about this. When you hit a wall when you hit a wall. Let's pray for the lesson tonight. Lord, we love you and thank you for your goodness and mercy. And we thank you, God, for your faithfulness of always being with us, for making a way where it seems like there would be no way. And tonight, God, let us hear what you would say to the church. And Lord, let us be encouraged. Let our faith be strengthened. And God, let us praise you for all things. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise tonight for his word. Yeah, go ahead and give him a shout. They shouted then. They were shouting for the walls to come down. 
God's able. God's able. And we ought to be thankful tonight that God's got a plan for us even when we hit the wall. That happens. You know, uh, up to this point, you know, everything was, they had just walked across Jordan. They, they were winning battles. Things were going their way. Everything was great. And then they hit a wall. Now, here's the thing is that uh, this wall was not a surprise to them. Now, in life, oftentimes, it seems like we're surprised at the walls that we seem to hit. Because, like I say, we're, we're doing our best. We're living our best life. Everything's going good, man. Uh, you know, whatever. It just seems like blessings are flowing. Things are working. And then it just seems like one thing, one thing, and then boom. In every walk of life, it doesn't matter if it's school. It can be relationships. It can be your job. And oftentimes, it can be your walk with God uh, that we stall out. Seems like we come up, we just come to a standstill. We, we come up against an obstacle. We... We suffer some kind of tragedy in our life, some kind of life-changing event, and boom, we hit the wall. So what do you do when you hit the wall? Well, you keep walking. Boy, did anybody say amen on that? You just keep walking. Listen, God tells us that walls will be in our path. And it comes in the form of fiery trials. Think it not strange the fiery trial that is to try you. It comes in the form of weapons sometimes, but no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I can just quote, quote scripture over and over again. But trials, tests, trials of our faith more precious than gold that perishes. These things can all be considered a wall. It seems like, man, I'm serving God. I'm doing my best. I'm, and, and just because you've hit a wall doesn't mean you're not still serving God. It was their walk with God. They were in the promised land. See, we're, we're living, we're living by the promise, the promise of the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us, the promise of everlasting life that's coming because of the blood of Jesus. We've got the promises today. The, the promises of God are in him, yea, and in him, amen. And the scripture says we've been given exceeding great and precious promises. We've got the promises. We're living in the promises, but that doesn't mean you'll never hit a wall. That doesn't mean you will ever have an obstacle in front of you. And they, these were God's chosen people. He had brought them out of Egypt. He had delivered them and then kept them that believed, those other, that generation that was below the unbelievers, he had kept them uh, well. He had kept them healthy. They, they didn't lack anything. And now they were in the promised land. Sometimes the path that God leads you on to get to the promise is going to have some obstacles in the way. But the obstacles aren't there to stop you. They're there. They're, that's fixing to be a testimony that's happening in your life. I've often said, and I, and I, I'm, and I believe this, uh, that you know, whenever you walk with God, you're going somewhere. You're going somewhere. God had a destination for Israel. Even though they wandered 40 years, they weren't lost. They were just being led by the Lord because it wasn't time for them to go in yet. God was getting rid of some things that were in their midst. But then after 40 years, he brought them into the land that he promised. And when you start walking with the Lord, you're just like the disciples, follow me and I'll make something out of you. They followed him. They, they were going somewhere. We're following the Lord. We know that he's going away to prepare or he's gone away to prepare a place or where he is we can be also. We're going somewhere. And I, I made the statement before. I said, you know, God will never uh, run you around in circles. But today when I was 
looking over this and studying some, I thought, well, that ain't always true, is it? Because God started leading them in a circle around that city. And it's just like the Lord said, you see, sometimes you think you're not going anywhere. Because you're going, oh, I'm just going in circles. I'm not making any ground. I'm not, nothing's happening. But when you find yourself walking in circles, it could just be that some walls are about to come down in your walk. Some things that have been in front of you. God's not, uh, he, he's not confused. He's not stalling. He's just saying, you're going to have to spend some time right here so we can get this out of the way. Hello. So don't, don't worry if you're not just running wide open down the field. If you feel like you're going around and around, it's simply because God's trying to bring some walls down in your life. So keep walking. The scenery wasn't changing. It was the same walls day after day after day in the hot sun and, and all these things. And nothing was going on. Nothing was changing. Nothing was happening. But God said, do it like this. You see, if we just stick to God's word and quit questioning every step that we take, we'll get there a lot easier. It'll be a lot Hey, you know, there ain't nothing worse than driving on a long trip and from the back seat. Are we there yet? Are you driving? Look, enjoy the scenery. Enjoy the ride. Take a nap. Do something. But don't ask me if we're there. Am I still in the car? Then we ain't there yet. What a nonsensical question. Are, are we there yet? Are you still sitting in the same seat you were in? No, we're not there yet. But we're going to get there, and it'll be a lot more enjoyable if you'll quit going, am I there yet? Sometimes we just need to enjoy the ride, enjoy the walk, enjoy the scenery, enjoy what God's doing, and realize with anticipation that there is a promise because that's one thing they did know, that there was a promise. But I want you to know this, that the wall, the wall does not dismiss the promise that God gave you. The Lord said, Joshua, see, I have given, not I will give you, I've already given in your hand, Jericho. This city is already yours. And the king that's on the other side, you can't even see him. He's on the other side of the wall. And the mighty men of valor, they're on the other side of the wall. You can't even see all the promise, but it's there. And I've already given it to you. But before you can possess it, you got to do what I told you to do. You see, the wall didn't uh, negate the promise. The promise was there. God had given. God cannot lie. In him, his promises, they're in him, yea and amen. God is going to do what he said he would do. God's going to take care of what he's supposed to do. Isaiah 14, 24, I love this uh, scripture. I think I jumped ahead of, of, of scripture, but I, I want to go to this. The Lord of hosts has sworn, he said, surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. And then he said in verse 27, oh, 20, wait a minute. Go to verse 27. I think I said, I might have told you. Yeah, there we are. For the Lord of hosts has purposed, and who shall disannul it? Nobody can stop it when God sets it to right. There wasn't nobody going to stop them walls from coming down. There wasn't nobody going to stop Joshua and Israel from having what they were going to have because God had already said, I've given it. And you've got to remember that God has given to us promises. 
His word is loaded with the benefits. It, the Bible says he loads us daily with benefits. And it also tells us about all the walls that we're going to come up against. But the Lord, he said, if I've promised, ain't nobody can, can't nobody stamp this and say, no, this, it can't happen. Because if God opens the door, no man can shut it. And if God shuts the door, no man can open it. When God does it, it'll be done. And so we got to remember that. It does it, uh, and not only does the wall, it doesn't dismiss uh, the promise that God has made to you. It doesn't dismiss the power that God gave you to overcome. Why is it that uh, you, know, you can look at Jericho and think, there ain't no way. I got no tractors. I got no bombs. I got no bulldozers. I got nothing. I got no tank. How are we going to take this wall down? It's amazing that God, he, he, he brought, this is just like faith. And that, you know that little mustard seed of faith that Jesus talks about moving mountains with? He takes the smallest possible thing and says, let me compare it to the biggest thing and tell you it can be done. And I can take flesh and blood people and let them do nothing but kick up dust around a city for six or seven days and the walls will come down. You can't imagine that. You go, go walk around this building and you think it'll fall? You know, this, is just a, this ain't nothing compared to what Jericho was. Uh, so tall and wide houses in the walls of the city. It was giant. There's, you read different studies about it. In some places they said they could even ride chariots along the wall. That's how wide they were in some places. The walls were thick. It was meant to be for defense to keep people out. But you can't keep God out of what he wants. And, and there ain't no wall built that can keep the promise from God's child when God says, you can have it, I've already given it to you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Come on, Jesus has already said, you can have it. It's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. He wants us to have what he's got for us. And so, you know, uh, Luke 10 and 19, Jesus told his disciples, Luke 10 and 19. There it is. You just got to do it a certain number of times. So you just keep walking. Behold, I give unto you power. Power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know who? You know who can stop you from walking for God? You. There ain't a devil in hell that can stop you. There ain't no spirit. There ain't no trouble. There ain't no trial. There ain't no test. There ain't nothing can stop you from serving God but you. People might not like it. People not agree with it. People might laugh at you about it. But the only one that can stop you from serving God is you. And the only one that could stop Israel from getting that promise was them because God said it's already given. You can turn your back and say there ain't no way and you'll be walking away from the things I have waiting for you. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I'm, there's no reason for this scripture to be there 
unless we were going to come against some things that would need to be pulled down. You're going to hit a wall sometimes, but the wall is not the end. Listen, there are no dead ends with Jesus. One man said it like this, I have run through a troop and I have leapt over a wall through the Lord. The Lord gave me power to do. Nothing stops you. There are no dead ends with Jesus. There may be some delays, but that don't mean you've been denied. The wall was there, and it was an obstacle, but God had a plan to bring it down. And anything you come against, I promise you, you can find it in the Word. You can find it through prayer. You can find it through worship. You can find it through just walking with Him. You can find the answer, what it takes to get the wall to hit the ground. And God told Joshua that certain things were given into his hand. Then here comes the wall. Nothing like when you start serving the Lord and you enter into that promise and everybody's telling you, man, God's so good, it gets better every day, sweeter as the days go by. This is just the beginning. You ain't seen nothing yet. And people just telling you about how good and great God is and you lose your job. You, you, you know, your, your dog dies, your house burns up, you stump your toe, you break a leg, all kind of things happen. And you're like, did nobody say this was going to happen? What, life? Life? Yeah, life happens. But God said, I've come that you might have life and more life more abundantly. He, you're going to do that. You're going to go through some things. It's going to happen. Time and chance happens to us all. It rains on the just and it rains on the unjust. It's you know, whatever. I told you this the other day. I said, it's just your perspective. If you're a farmer, woo, you're out there dancing in the rain. But if you're planning a parade, you're like, please don't rain. You know, it just depends on what you're doing at the time, where you are in your life. But remember today that God cannot lie. And he don't want to lie. And he don't trick you and he don't fool you and he don't joke with you about things and say, oh, I was just kidding about that. You really can't have that. God's not like that. God just tells us what we can have and what we can do and, and what we need. And friend, we, we need to remember today that if we find ourselves walking in circles, Remember, it just could be that God's about to bring a wall down in your life. So don't get frustrated and aggravated uh, and, and whining and crying and woe is me just because you're walking in circles. God's trying to bring something down in your life if you're still walking. Listen, Joshua had God's word when he saw that wall. That's a big wall, Joshua. Yeah, it is, ain't it? That's big. Yeah. And what'd you, what'd, God, what'd you say God said? Well, we're going to walk around six days. What, move your hand. I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> uh, God said we're going to walk around it for six days, once a day for six days. Okay, and then what? Uh, then on the seventh day, we're going to do that seven times. And then what? We're going to blow a trumpet. Want to celebrate that we didn't die walking around a wall? Oh, God said, blow the trumpet. When we hear the trumpet, then we all going to shout. But for those six days and those seven times around, they couldn't say a word. Keep your mouth closed. Don't say nothing. We're just going to walk. You know, sometimes we just need to walk. Last week we talked about just stand still and see. Well, this time we're going to say just keep walking and see. <laughs> just see what God will do. And they had God's word, and you have God's word. His promises are true. God is faithful. Uh, listen, whatever wall you hit today or tomorrow or next week or in a year, it doesn't change the power of the promise of God's word. 
How do we walk? The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. They had God's word, so they walked according to the word. They were walking in faith for seven days. God's word will give you the power to keep walking. And that's what we've got to keep walking in the word. We don't need to walk on. We don't need to walk away. We don't need to walk back. We just need to keep walking for God because there is still no weapon formed against us that can prosper. Listen, just think about some of the scriptures you encourage yourself with. If God be for you, who can be against you? You are more than conquerors through him. Thanks be to God that gives us the victory. If you fall, you're not utterly cast down. When you fall, you shall arise. If you wait on the Lord, you shall renew your strength. 1 Peter 1 and 4, there has been given unto us great, exceeding great and precious promises. God has told us over and over in his word because God knows you won't make it without the promise. If Joshua could not trust God, I'm not going to run these people around this wall for seven days, but he knew God was faithful and he knew God that was true to his word. And so when we believe that God is true to his word and what he'll say, we'll stop acting like, well, I'm, I'm just a special case. You know, I, I, I'm more trouble than God can handle. That's crazy. You, listen, we're going to have everybody. You th and we always think what we're going through is worse than what anybody else is going through. But man, you have no idea a lot of times what people who are, you see people shouting and running and talking in tongues. like, boy, they don't ever have a problem. And they're, man, you never know. They, they could be sick with cancer. They could be having uh, problems in their relationships. They could be uh, broke. They could be losing their house. They could be without a job. You don't know, but sometimes people just say, you know what? I'm going to praise him anyway. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. I have learned that whatever state I'm in, therewith to be content, as Paul said. I, I'm going to be content whether I'm uh, abounding or whether I'm abased. Whether I'm hungry or whether I'm full, whatever state I'm in, I'm just going to be content and I'm going to be content with what I have because Jesus said he would never leave me or forsake me. I'm going to stick with him. And so you keep walking. You walk in the power, you walk in the promise, and you walk in the authority of the word of God. You just keep walking. Yeah. Them old saints used to tell you just keep on keeping on. Just keep on keeping on. Keep walking, keep serving, keep obeying, keep preaching, keep singing, keep playing. Just keep living for God. Joshua had instructions. When you get to the wall, walk. Don't stop. Don't stand there and look at it too long. Don't try to measure it. Don't try to figure out what you're going to do. Just keep walking. I've already given you the plan. Don't try to change it. Don't try to rearrange it. Well, I know what you said, God, but this is a big wall. Yeah, I know it is. It'll fall by my word, not yours. It won't fall by you adjusting the plan. Just keep walking. We've got to be obedient on the good days and on the bad days. Don't focus on the wall. Focus on the promise. And remember what the Lord said was on the other side of the wall. You can't get all bent out of shape and well, look where serving God has got me. Looking at a wall that I can't knock down. No, you can't knock it down. And Israel didn't knock it down. God brought it down. He said, but you're going to keep walking until I'm ready to drop it. And so that's to say, I got to just keep walking until he's ready to take it out of the way. 
Think about where serving God, don't think, look at it where, where it's got you, but think about where serving God is going to get you. Where is this going to take me? Where, where, what is my goal in this? Jericho ain't the goal. Heaven's the goal. I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. I want him to say, enter in. And, and that's what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep walking despite the walls, through the rivers, through the fire, through the flood, through the famine, through the dark night, whatever it is, I'm going to keep walking for God. And nothing, listen, the scripture says in Isaiah, if we are willing and obedient, we shall, not might, not possibly could, but he said, we shall eat the good of the land. No one who is willing and obedient is going to starve or do without. Nothing can stop someone who is willing and has made up their mind to obey God no matter what they face. I'm going to keep going with the Lord. Friend, if you've got, and if you're willing, there's always a way. Man, there they was four guys, had a friend. He was sick. He needed to see Jesus. It was crowded. He was in the house. They didn't have no way through the crowd. So they picked his bed up, went to the roof, ripped the roof open, and lowered him down. And the Lord said, Check that faith out. Be healed. You're whole. And he did. That's the kind of the people you wanted, no matter the obstacles. But the promises, I know there's a house, and I know there's a crowd, and I know there's a roof, and I know there's a lot of things between us and Jesus, but I can get there. I'm not going to just say, well, his healing is in that house. He's our friend. The miracle is in that house, and I can't even see him. I can't even hear his voice for all the people there, but I know he's in there. And so, hey, let's go on the roof. What are we going to do up there? We're going to tear a hole in the roof. People are going to get mad. Yeah, but we got to get to him. Okay. I'm sure the guy whose house that was probably said it was worth it. I would have. If, if I had Jesus in my house and they, they lowered a guy through the roof and he jumped up off his bed, I'd be like, man, it's worth every bit of that. I love seeing what God can do, and I love what seeing people can do when they will just be determined to serve the Lord. In James 1 and 25, that, that great book of faith, it says, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and then continues in that, he's not a forgetful hearer, but he is a doer of the work. He didn't just hear. Joshua didn't just hear God say, walk around this wall. He did it. And whenever we will do what we hear and do what we read and, and do what God tells us to do, he says, this man will be blessed in his deed. But when we start, when we get all pitiful and we start taking it out on God, well, I, you know, this is going wrong, so I'm not going to pray. This is going on, so I'm, I'm not going to read. This is going on, so I'll just, yeah. look. What good would that do? That's like, well, I didn't get paid this week, so I'm just going to go hold my breath till I can't, till I die. What does that do? I mean, it's just, that's how non, much nonsense that is. You, why? He's your hope. He's your help. He's everything you need. Why would you remove him from your equation? Why would you walk away from the thing that is going to bless you forever? Don't forget what you've heard. It's true. Trust God. Keep doing and keep walking. Just keep walking. In Psalm 37, in verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. 
And so shall you dwell in the land, and, and verily you will be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, your judgment as the noonday. Now, this verse right here, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Now that word wait is different because that word wait is again used in a, on down in uh, verse number nine, but it's two different words. I looked it up. I do that a lot, just studying. I look up words and and it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. You know what that word wait right there means? One, at least one of the meanings. It means to dance. He said, while you're waiting, while God's working on your answer, while you're waiting for the promise, he said, just dance. Praise him in the dance. Dance before the Lord with all your might. I want to be like David. I want to kill giants. David also danced. Dance. So it means to, to twist or to whirl in a circular motion, a, a spiral movement. It means to dance. Sometimes you just need to dance while you're waiting on the wall to come down. Just keep on praising God while you're waiting on the wall to come down. Just keep kicking up dust and keep slinging your legs and clapping your hands and stomping your feet and man, rolling across the floor or running around the room, whatever it is you do, just keep on praising God until it happens because it's going to happen because God is faithful and God is true. So don't forget that. It is the Father's will to give us the kingdom. We face fiery trials, walk through valleys, and we run into walls. But it is still His will be done. You just keep walking. And it takes time. The scripture tells us that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose. When they got to the wall, it didn't just drop. It didn't jump out of the way. And you know, God could have, before they ever got there, he could have just opened up the earth and swallowed Jericho. That ain't nothing for God. He could just send a, a big wind to just <laughs> blow them off the map, man. Just He could have just spoke and said, disintegrate, you know, whatever. He could just wiped them off. And with Joshua, they just could have kept walking straight on. But he said, there's things, there's a purpose to every, every step you take walking with God. And he said, I'm taking them somewhere. And it takes time. So that once a day for six days and nothing happens. Seven times on the seventh day and still nothing has happened yet. Not that they can see. They can't see the wall, you know, we don't know. We weren't there, but it doesn't record it. It didn't say, well, as they got to the seventh time, the wall started trembling. Rocks started breaking. Cracks started appearing. It don't say anything like that. So I don't believe it did. That's just me. I believe it was, if it had happened, it would have been recorded. But I can tell you there are often things are happening that you can't see just by your obedience. I said this about Naaman and his leprosy. He was a leper, and the prophet told him, go dip seven times in the Jordan River. He didn't want to do it. But his servants convinced him anyhow. And he went down in the water seven times. First time he come up, he looked just like he did. It doesn't record there was any change until he come up the seventh time. That said, he could have went six times and got mad and walked out and he'd have stayed a leper. 
But something was happening because every dip was a dip of obedience. Every step around that wall was a step of obedience. And even though they couldn't see a change, God, it was just tallying up. It was getting a little bit closer. You're, you're a few steps closer to the miracle. You're a few steps closer to the promise. It's getting there. And sometimes you can't even see, you know, how important you just walking is. I'm sure that in their mind, there was some walking around that wall going, it's hot. We're walking around a wall. They could drop something on our head and kill us. We, what do we do? You know, I'm sure somebody, it was questions. But you don't know sometimes just the importance of taking steps of faith. And to you, hey, you probably come around and say, well, hey, I think that's where I, that's where I spit last time where I come around the wall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been here before. I'm going to see it six more times today. So you just keep, you know, Maybe they was drawing on the wall when I went by. You know, Kilroy was here. And, they, you know, just going around, oh, look, that's why I drew on the wall when I come around a while ago. I don't, just, but they were human. And I know if, if it was me, I would be thinking all kind of silly things going around the wall, dragging my finger down the wall. You know, just look at here. You know, just, but they couldn't see it. But God was watching it. Look at them walking. Six times. Get ready, they're going to blow that trumpet in just a minute. All of a sudden, there goes the trumpet, just like God said to do. And then with the shout, just like God told them to do. And the walls came down, just like God said. Friend, there are things that we are headed for that we are not ready for yet. And so it doesn't mean we won't have what God wants to have. We're just, we just don't have it yet. And so they, God, you said you gave me that, that city and gave me that king, but look at it. He said, well, just do what I said. It's going to be seven days before you get it. But you've got to walk. Well, why can't I just sit here for seven days and in seven days you drop the walls? Because that's not what I said to do. Would it be nice if we could say, well, I got baptized, got filled with the Holy Ghost. Can you just take me on to heaven now? It don't work like that. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? I wouldn't have to worry about nothing. But there's a life to live. There's steps to take. There's a walk. And so, you know, sometimes the time is not right. Maybe we need to grow. Maybe we need to mature. So we keep walking until we're ready or until the time is right. I mean, look at Joseph. He was given dreams from God that he would be a ruler while he was, he was a child. But... He went through betrayal from his brothers. They threw him in a pit, sold him into slavery. He got lied on, put in prison. But it was the pit and there's a prison that got him to the palace so the promise could be fulfilled, so he could provide for his family, for all these people and keep them alive. God didn't show him any of that, but Joseph stayed faithful to the Lord and the Lord stayed faithful to Joseph. God's timing is perfect. Joseph, I need you in Egypt when this famine comes because it's coming. And I need a man there that'll be able to handle it. He wasn't the man when he got the dream. He was the man after the pit, after the prison, and then into the palace. He was the man that God needed him to be. So when you hit a wall, just keep walking because it will come down. When God gave words to obey, 
for them. He said, here's what you can do. Uh, here's what's going to happen. Here's what you need to do. Walk, trumpets, shouting. He did all that. He also told them what would happen to the wall if they obey. You know what that tells me? That wall had an expiration date. Your wall's got an expiration date. God knows you keep doing what you're doing and this is coming down. You keep doing what you're doing. Your promise is coming. And that, that wall, man, it had an expiration date on it. From the time they got there, seven days, it's about to go bad. And they're in the city. All these people, I wonder what they, what they were thinking with this army. Why aren't they attacking? Why are they just walking? What is this? Some kind of weird, you know, they had already heard about what God had done. They didn't know what was about to happen. But they just kept walking. God knows when, you're, when it's coming. You don't. I don't. It's not for us to know. It's for us to do. Keep walking for God. So in Joshua 6 and 20, here's what it says. So the people shouted when the priest blew with the trumpet. And it came to pass that when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Even in the destruction, God made a clear path. You would think of walls outside coming down, they're going to have to be climbing over. No, they fell down flat. And he said, and every man went straight before him, went having to dodge rocks or move, just walked straight in front of him. The walls became a sidewalk, a stepping stone to the promise, to the miracle. What was blocking them, what was stopping them, they walked on top of it and took the promise. And the promise is ours today. God will give you power to walk over what's stopping you. Because this, it, it may delay you, but it can't deny you. Once God says you can have it, it's yours. It's yours for the taking. So just keep walking and get your miracle. Honey, you can come to the music. Just keep walking and you'll get to the miracle. Stand with me tonight. We underestimate, I've, I've said this before in a different message, and I'm, I'm not going to preach another message, but, but we underestimate the power of walking. Because we can walk so much farther than what we see. I think about the Lord told Abraham, he said, he said, get up here on this mountain. He said, everywhere you look, he said, everything you can see, that's, that's going to be yours. But then after, after he told him to look, he said, but now walk through it. And I, I've used this example before. I, you know, I know that that, go, that golden pantry is right over there. I can't see it, but I know it's there. It's farther than I can see. There's things in the way, but if I walk, I'll get to it. See, there's a lot of things that you'll get to if you, if you quit trying to walk by sight and walk by faith, you'll get to it. If you'll just trust God, you'll get there. But you've got to keep walking. Sometimes your very life will depend on it. There was a, anybody know who Sailor Gutzler is? You ever heard of her? Well, when she was seven years old, on January the 3rd, 2015, she was in a small plane with some family and the plane crashed in Kentucky, middle of the night. She was the only survivor. Seven years old, 
She walked about one mile in the dark, through the woods, through briars, over two embankments, up a hill, through a creek bed. She had a broken wrist. She was wearing short sleeves and short pants. She had one sock on, and it was almost freezing temperatures. But she started, she started walking because she saw a light. And so she just kept walking in the direction that she saw the light, and she got to safety, and they found her, and she told them what had happened. She could have been so distraught and traumatized by that plane crash. Nobody would have thought anything if she would have just stayed right there and froze to death probably. But to live, she walked. And she went through obstacle after obstacle after obstacle because the light was real. I'll tell you, in God's word, the scripture says, the entrance of his word giveth light. God's got promises for you. You're just going to have to keep walking and keep trusting and keep believing that God is going to take care of you. Take care of you. God will get you through the worst of it. And it's amazing sometimes what we can just not only walk out of, but walk into if we'll just keep walking. So what do we do when we hit a wall? Keep walking.